Hello, and welcome to the Special Needs Parenting SOS podcast. My name is Nadia Tari, and I'm a mom of four with my youngest two kids having special needs. I wanted to create a podcast where other parents who have a child with special needs could come to get some tips, suggestions, and encouragement. Alrighty, so I'm excited because on today's podcast, I'm going to be sharing an interview that I had with my good friend, Amanda. She is um, also... Uh, you know, a mom who has a child with special needs. And we connected about a year and a half ago. And she is such a sweetheart. Um, She really likes to encourage uh, moms to take time for ourselves, you know, all around self love. And so I was so happy that she agreed to let me interview her. So I am going to dive into that right now. I'm so excited because today, um, my friend Amanda has agreed to let me interview her and she's going to be sharing. She also has, uh, she's a mom of a child with special needs. And I think we connected like a year and a half ago or so. Anyway, she's a wonderful person and, um, she created a course to help moms who have a child with special needs with self-love, um, that her art, her audience has been moms who have a child with special needs. Um, and Amanda, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> okay. Hi. Um, I'm happy to be here. Yes. I, I think it's fun because we connected because we both want to help special needs moms and parents because we are, and we know how challenging it is and the struggles and how isolating it feels and lonely and overwhelming and all the things. And I feel like we're in this like, you know, unique like circle of people that like you only get it if you've experienced it type of thing so it's nice to like connect with other moms that just understand the struggle and know what it's like to be no matter what I mean the weird thing about special needs moms is there's, there's such a range you know um you know there's not a one-size-fits-all thing within right. the special needs mom group but I think we all have similar feelings and that it's overwhelming and and we just feel so alone like you're just on this island alone so we definitely need need support (laughs) yes and then you um were focusing more on self-love can you talk about that and what are at least three to five tips maybe that you would say to help us remember that we need to incorporate self-love for ourselves and not just be so focused on taking care of our child or our children or our husband our family whatnot yeah, I know. I feel like so. I feel like when people are like self love, it's such a commonly used term now. I mean, this is just you hear it everywhere now, and it just wasn't, didn't used to be that way. And so I know, like, in the past, or at least for me, and I know for my audience, it's just like, yeah, right. Like, when we're, we're, there's no support, like, there's nobody there to help me, uh, there's no time for self love. So we immediately, like, just are like, throw it out the window before we even give it a chance because we're just so like discouraged, I guess is a good word. It's, it's like, so it feels like it's unobtainable to have self-love as a special needs parent. And so I personally think I struggled with this for a long time. I think I also grew up in a younger generation where it wasn't really encouraged to have self-love you, you know, we suck or I guess an older generation, I should say the younger generations, I feel like are better at self-love, but the older ones are like more like sacrifice. You need to take care of your family. And, and so, mm-hmm. and then also I think becoming a special needs parent, we get thrown into that because not by choice, but because there's so much demand for our time that we, we just don't even consider 
ourselves anymore. We get so consumed with caregiving that the idea of caring for ourselves is like put on like the back burner. Exactly. Uh, but I think, but I think for me, um, so my daughter's 24 and she was born with a, an unbalanced chromosomal translocation. There's no name for it cause it's really rare, but she is unable to walk, talk. You have to do everything for her. And, um, I was, it was super passionate about being her mom and her caregiver. And I actually really love being her mom. Like I just really enjoy being, especially as mom. And so I, I thought, well, this is just what I'm meant to do then. I'm just supposed to be her mom and do all things for her all the time. And I just really like dove into that and like was really passionate about that for many, many years. So, again, she's 24. And then, you know, you have those nights when you're laying in bed and you're like, God, I feel like every, you know, I don't even know who I am anymore. It's just like my life has just become a caregiver for her. And then you just dismiss it because you know that they need you. And so you just ignore, ignore your own needs. And then finally it gets to the point where you're just like become almost unhappy in a sense, not really because you love your life and you love your family and your child, but you feel lost, you know? And so I think the biggest moment for me when that happened was I was going through a divorce and I, it was really hard time for me. And I looked at myself in the mirror and it was like, I looked, so I was not planning on doing this. I went to the bathroom, I looked in the mirror and I was like, you finally did it. And at the time I thought you finally got into your new apartment because it was a really stressful time. I was going through this divorce and it was emotionally a lot. And then I really, when I said that, it felt really good. It felt really good to like say it. And then I looked at myself harder and I really like deep in my eyes and I was like, you finally did it. And I think I, what I realized is I finally picked, chose, made a choice, did something for me. The decision um. to get move out wasn't because of my kids. Like if I was making the right choice to them, we, I would have stayed in a marriage that wasn't, but I did it for me. And it was like, Oh my gosh, you did something for yourself. Like you made a choice that was good for your life, for your happiness, for what you need to be like, um, feel good in this world, you know? And so, um, so yeah, so I think that that moment was really defining for me. It was like, you need to do more of that. It was like the first time that I like took a step in a direction where I self-love direction and it felt good. Yeah. And so then once you make that choice to do something for yourself, and it's not like I never did anything for myself, but that was like a big choice. And so yeah. then it was like, that was the beginning of like, okay, I, it's okay to take care of me too. It's okay to look out for myself and, and make these choices and do things for me. But when you ask about like tips or advice or like, self-love. I think when I reflect back on my life as a special needs mom and like what has helped me over the years or the choices that I've made, or when I think about how did I survive this past 24 years as being a special needs mom, like what got me through? Um, I feel like I have like six pieces of advice. Six. Okay. And the, and, the, and the first one is, and I like to call them vagals. You know how they say, don't forget to do your kegels. Well, <laughs> I call them my vagals. Okay. I love and it. So, so the, the V stands for venting. And I feel mm. like the biggest thing that I, when I, like I said, I really reflected on this. I'm like, what did I need to do to survive the last 24 years? And I feel like you need to have somebody to vent to, whether that, and you got to have like one to two person. My person is my mom. Absolutely. <laughs> and I call, and she, and I'm just like, any struggles like with 
paperwork that we have with doctor's appointments, with getting the run around with IEPs, whatever it is, there's a lot with special needs moms. And yeah. we need that person that gets it, understands, and that we can call and be like, oh my gosh, this is driving me crazy. And exactly. And so if you don't have that person, find that person. Gosh, when my daughter was little, we didn't have the internet or Facebook groups. I would have loved to have all this access to people because mm. my daughter was born in 1998. <laughs> so there was no like, oh, Facebook mom group support. You know, you felt like really on an island by yourself. You know, I would yeah. call my friends and they were just talking about their normal kids digging in cabinets. And I'm like, I would give anything for my kid to dig in a cabinet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so find your people. We have access to online groups or support groups. There's so much support. Uh, but for me, it's been my mom. If whether that's your sister, your best friend, please vent to somebody, get it out. Don't keep it inside because it's so important for your mental health and self-love and just doing that for yourself. The second yeah. tip I have is acceptance. And a lot of people mm-hmm. really struggle with this, but I feel like it's something that's really kind of more complicated. I feel like a lot of times we feel like the word acceptance means we have to just accept things like that we like how they are and that's it. And they're forever going to be that way. And I'm just stuck with how it is. And that's really not what it is. Acceptance is more of being realistic with the, the moment mm-hmm. or the what you ha- have it at your hand. So acceptance means that you're not, you, you, you understand where you are. I think a good way to explain this is like with weight loss. Like if we um, accept like, okay, right. Instead of thinking, um, I wish I could lose like 20 pounds or, or whatever. If we accept our, where we're at, then it helps us moving forward to know where we're at. But if we keep ignoring it, like, Oh, I don't really need to lose weight or I don't really want to think about it. Then we can't do it. So with acceptance as a special needs parent, we're not accepting just like with our weight, we're not accepting this as forever. We're, we're, when we accept where we are, we're like, okay, this is where I'm at. And this is where I need to go. Same with special needs parents, accepting our children are the limitations that they have at the moment. Doesn't mean that we can't work on them or improve or want more for, but it just allows us to give us a picture of where we are in what we need to do moving forward. So I don't know. Acceptance is a really complicated one. Um, I feel like I've put a lot of thought (laughs) into acceptance because I think it really allows you to like, um, I don't know. It just, it it really helps. It's a part of, um, the grieving process, um, acceptance. And once you get through acceptance, there's a whole world of opportunities and possibilities that open up. But if you still are stuck on the, what you don't have and what you wish could be happening or Mm -hmm. the disappointment of things, then you can't get through acceptance and onto like the beautiful gift of what, what's to come. So um, that's my view on acceptance. Um, The third V or the the third, third one is G for my bagels is gratitude. And the biggest thing I think out of all of them, I feel like that's helped me survive special needs motherhood is gratitude. I remember when my daughter was little, she would get really sick and we were, we had to drive three hours to this hospital because we lived in the middle of Wyoming and the closest hospital, children's hospital was three hours away. And we were there like two or three times a month and it was overwhelming and I was stressed out and I was worried about her all the time. And I'll never forget this one moment 
my mom and I were stressed and tired because my mom usually went with us and then we'd like drive each other crazy and trying to deal with this special needs baby. And I remember seeing this other family that was going through a lot worse struggle than me. And it was just like, all of a sudden it hit me like, I should be grateful for what I have. Mm -hmm. It could be worse. And my mom's here with me, supporting me. And and so then I started this, not that I was never grateful before, but I started really trying to focus in on that. Anytime I was struggling, I was really like, what can I be grateful for in this moment? No matter how hard it is, like what, what is good in this moment? And that has really helped me over the years of all the times, like maybe not right away. And I'm not saying that you can't have times where like you like struggle, but like to get me out of it or like to help me feel better. Um, I'm appreciating those little things like that your child's able to do, or like if they were different than what they are, you wouldn't have these, you wouldn't have met the people that you've met and you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have got to experience the stuff you got to experience. And um, yes, we would all love our children to be happy and healthy and whatever, you know, whatever they're lacking, but there's also a beauty in what, what they have to offer. And so we have to, we have to, appreciate that and discover that and and I think that's been really like a big helpful (laughs) helpful thing that's helped me over the years same here definitely gratitude is a huge one yeah it really is um okay and so my l for vagals is love and that is self-love and that is really just I think we overcomplicate it as special needs parents we like think we have to have and also we also lean back on how we did it before and self-love as a special needs parent is going to look different than what it used to look like and it's also can't be like anybody else and it and it has to be limited at times because you have to be realistic a lot of us don't have support so you have to change the way you view self-love and you have to re um, train your brain on what is self-love what does it mean to you what do you need because everybody's different to really discover like, what do I need to feel like I'm getting the love and care that I, for myself, that I give to my kids. And that may be time away, but then you have to learn that that's less often. And then how can you get those like moments in your day-to-day life that make you feel happy? And for me, like one thing I enjoy doing is going for a walk and I know that not everybody can do that. So a lot of times I even will take my kid on a walk, but just being outside, um, listening to music, like mm-hmm. if, as you're cooking dinner, like I think sometimes we forget to do the little things that bring us joy. Like we get, we get stressed. And so we like scroll on social media, we get caught. And then we, we don't do the things that like make us happy, that make us feel inspired, that makes us feel proud of ourselves. So it takes like some time of like reflecting, like, God, what do I, what do I need to like feel happy in this life, in this world? Like, wh- is that writing a book? Is that, listening to music is that um taking an online class is that whatever it is for you it's really discovering that and then how can I fit even moments into my day where I'm doing something that that involves and so it's I think we dismiss it but the problem is is we don't reflect it we don't we aren't present with it we get caught up in our life and we go through the motions and the day-to-day and we aren't we aren't we need to be more reflective and present about what we need to feel happy and, and, and content in this life. So, um, that's also one I could, t- all of these I could talk about for a long time. <laughs> um, and then the last two, the last one or the last two is exercise 
um, the vagals, the E is exercise. And it's not just physical, but a mental, like, how can you work on your mind and body? Like, how can you continue to like, push yourself to the next level? Mm. And I think they go hand in hand. Uh, Moving your body isn't just about exercise, it helps the mind, because it's, it helps it's an overall health. And I think we give so, we, we spend so much time thinking about the health of our children. Like how can we like keep them healthy? How can we like yeah. make sure they get what they eat and make sure they're eating healthy and are they getting their physical therapy? Are they moving their body? Mm-hmm. Are they, and we, we spend very little thinking about like, how can I give myself the supplements I need and what kind of exercise am I getting? Am I eating healthy? Am I doing those things? Am I working on my mental health and my mind in, Am I doing the things that I need to like keep myself to the best, you know, shape I need to be because we need to be here for our kids. Absolutely. We need to be here as long as possible because they Mm -hmm. are going to need us a lot longer than a normal family. And so we have to like really make sure that we care for ourselves so we can do that. And so this is something you, that makes you feel good, but also makes you feel cared for like self-love and then um but then it also keeps us around for our family you know Mm -hmm. it's like when we put this on the back burner it's always in the back of our mind like i should have exercised today or i'm not eating healthy i'm just not where i want to be but when you actually make it a priority it feels good to be like yeah i went for a walk today and you know i did something for my you know took care of myself in so true yeah, it really is. It just changes like the whole perspective on how you feel about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And so my last piece of advice that I feel like has helped me um, over the years of being a special needs mom is <laughs> it's not a typical self-love advice at all. So you're going to be like, what the heck? But it's, I actually call it, it's, so it's the S, it's self-pity. And <laughs> I told somebody that and they were like, that's self-love. And I said, for me, it is. If I, I really sat down and reflected on how did I survive and I had, and that I needed that. I need, I needed times where I felt sorry for myself. Mm. I need times where like, I just sat around and like, and I'm not saying to stay there forever, like weeks on end, but it, it builds and builds like the stress of being a special needs mom. It's like the caregiving and the doctor's appointments and the bad news and the no help and the no support and the isolation mm-hmm. and all this stuff just weighs on your shoulder. And we try to be strong and we just keep going and going. And there's moments when I just like to say, bathe in the feelings, allow yes. yourself to like feel sorry for yourself. Like you didn't ask to be a special needs mom. Well, some people did, some people adopt, but even so, you even if you asked for it you weren't weren't aware of all that it came with and it's okay Mm -hmm. to like feel sorry for yourself and be like this is really hard and Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm gonna get through another day and nobody understands my journey Mm -hmm. and just like cry and like bathe in all the feelings because we push them aside so long Mm -hmm. we need to have moments where we let them surface and like we just feel the feels (laughs) Mm -hmm. we feel all of it and so again when i think back on my life and how i've survived these are like my top tips of needing somebody to vent to really working on acceptance of my journey where i'm at and where i want to go moving forward um keeping gratitude in my life making sure i'm doing this with self-love and knowing exactly what i personally need not what other people need but what i need to feel Mm -hmm. like self-love um exercising my mind and my body making sure like 
I'm taking care of myself, my mental health, my physical health, so I can physically lift and carry my daughter. And so I tried to, you know, for a while I was really getting into lifting weights because she weighs 120 pounds. So I need to physically be able to lift and carry her for as long as I can. Right. And preserve my body. And then the last thing, like I said, is just this allowing yourself to feel bad, self-pity and like just again don't stay there forever but give yourself a day and then just say okay tomorrow I'm gonna get up and be that strong super mom special needs mom again but today I just need a day I need a day because it's all just just too much and I just want to feel I want to feel what I need to feel for a moment exactly so those, those are my six tips that I have. Well, those are wonderful. Thank you so much. They're so spot on. I was listening to you and just thinking, yep, yep, exactly. Matter of fact, I said that a couple of times. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, but on that last uh, tip that you shared about um, really feeling the feels, I think that's so crucial because we think we don't have time for that. We can't go there. We need to, you know, stay focused, stay on track. Our child needs us. We have other things that we need to be doing. We don't have time to cry. We don't have time to, you know, just really sit down for a minute and be like, this, this is hard. This sucks. I'm not having a good day. Um, You know, whether it's anger or sadness or whatever emotion it is, I think it's so, so crucial that we do give ourselves that permission slip to say, you know what, I am going to take today. And it's uh-huh. not selfish and it's not wrong. Um, and it's actually a, a disservice to your child, to you, to your whole family. If you don't take that time to actually feel your feelings, because when you don't take the time to feel your feelings, then it ends up um, taking a role, uh, playing a part in your body. It comes out in stomach aches or headaches mm-hmm. or, you know, it it affects us. We can't just uh, sw- sweep it underneath the rug and pretend like, we don't feel the way that we do, we do have feelings and that's only normal, we're we're human. But when we aren't taking the time to feel our feelings um, and we constantly push it away, push it away, then it literally has a massively negative effect on us and therefore on our family. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that point because I think it's, it's so crucial. And I know for the longest time I did that, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to feel that. I I don't have time for that. And then finally, the more I delved into personal development, I realized just how important it is to be like, you know what? I just need to cry right now. I'm going to let myself cry. And it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so true. We just like all the stuff you see on self-love. It's like, be positive, stay happy, like have gratitude, which we talked about. And it Uh is important. Those things are but then the opposite is important too, because it's like, it is hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, we don't, we can't, don't, it's unrealistic to think that we just can have to be this like strong person all the time and do all the things all the time and never feel like how hard that is, you know, exactly. the weight of it all. It's just so much. Right. I mean, it, it, you know, the thing is, is that it never gets easier. The, the journey never gets easy. Like, I feel like I've been through all the stages, like the early childhood, the going through school and after high school and now adulthood, because my daughter's 24 and it, the, each stage and all of it, all of it's hard. It, it never yeah. gets easier. And 
I still have hard, like it, it doesn't end for me. I still have hard moments and hard times and still have times where I'm feeling overwhelmed and you're trying to figure out services or whatever you're going through and you don't have the support and you meet roadblocks and all these things that you have to deal with, all the paperwork mm-hmm. that we have to deal with, just trying to get right. the care that we need for our kids. And it just seems like there's always so much resistance and nobody knows mm-hmm. how to help you. And yep. it's all those things. It's just never ending. And it just it gets old and you get frustrated. Yeah. And then it also is like, there's always one person, you know, maybe in some families, it's not the mom, but most of the time it's the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all on your shoulders. It's all up to yeah. you. You know, nobody gets it. Yeah. Um, even your spouse usually doesn't get it. Um, and they're, I don't think that they're intentionally trying to not get it or be <laughs> bad people. Um, it's just that they, they're, it's just different. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard, but it's definitely um, also rewarding and beautiful in, in it. <laughs> so it's a very complicated thing being a special It is. Parent. It has its moments. Moments of, oh, wow, this is, this is so hard. This is difficult, and I need help, and no one gets what I'm going through. And then moments of, oh, my goodness, they just, whatever it is, and you're yeah. so excited. Because maybe, you know, a perfectly healthy child that doesn't have any issues someone's like okay why are you so excited <laughs> i know i know they don't get it they just don't get it and and uh-huh. like i'm thinking when josiah stood up for just like maybe 10 to 15 seconds unsupported uh-huh. i like went through the roof i was like oh my goodness it's such a small little thing i know it's unsupported a... for 10 to 15 seconds and i went through the roof I know. I know. It's crazy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I've had moments like that myself. It's like, it definitely t- teaches you to appreciate, appreciate the little things and see the world like through different viewpoints and through a different lens, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Now you created a course, uh, like you just kind of go through it on your own, right? There's right. Yep. There's... It's a self. Yeah. It's so it has tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. It has four modules or I guess four like main four main sections of the course. And then in each section, there's different lessons, but the first section is all about mindset. And I go really deep on those like six things that we talked about. Mm -hmm. And so I have like um, a workbook and um, we, we talk about all those things on how, if you really struggle with like any of those six things I just talked about, it really helps you work through those and like how you can do more of that in your life. And then the second lesson is all about discovery like self-discovery because we talked about how important it was to learn what you need for yourself mm-hmm. so there's a whole section on like goals for yourself and how to figure out like what do I even want a lot of us feel like lost on our purpose or our goals in life yeah. like we're like I don't even know what I want especially as especially as parent when you've like caregive so long and yeah. you've worked on your kids goals but not your own goals it's like then right. when you go to think about yourself you're like I don't even know what I want anymore <laughs> so there's a whole section on that like how to figure out like what you want for yourself and what you're good at and what you to work on and some for some of us it's just living a more happy life like how I mean it can be as simple as that but it's really going deep on that the third section is all about how to start taking action on those things in your life so how to start incorporating that so we don't just talk about what we want and need but we actually start doing it and then the last section is really about maintaining self-love and self-care in your life and how you can continue to because this especially as parents a marathon not a sprint it's never you know we're in it for the long haul so this is like long term how do I take care of myself for the long term and keep coming back to this and working on myself because it's 
the thing with being with self-love as especially as parent is that we're going to have to pivot a lot. We're going to have to, we're going to have roadblocks and we're going to have to pause. Um, life just happens. I mean, there's acute mm-hmm. things that happen and our kids get sick. Um, and so it can feel discouraging because we start working on ourselves and it feels good. Oh yeah, I'm starting to do this. And now, Oh, I got to stop because my right. kid needs my attention. Right. And so you have to train your brain as a special needs parent to know that, you know what, that doesn't mean I'm done working on myself, but this is going to happen. And realistically, I'm going to have to pause for a moment. I might even have to pivot how I'm doing things for a minute, but I'm not giving up on myself. It's just a temporary thing that's going to happen. And so it's really learning how to understand like those mental things and not let it stop us because our mindset or the way we think about things really impacts how, you know, how we move forward in life. And so we really have to get used to adjusting, pivoting, and especially as moms, we do, but mm-hmm. not when it comes to ourselves. And my right. whole passion is how can I help you as a special needs mom work on you? I know you're doing a great job with your kids because you, you're a fighter and you're going to do whatever yeah. you can to get with them what they need. And I'm just asking special needs moms to give themselves the same love and care they give to their kids. Mm-hmm. Cause we don't, we, <laughs> we just, <laughs> we put ourselves in the back burner. And the thing is we forget is that when we take care of ourselves, our kids benefit, our family yes. benefits, the people around us benefit, we Absolutely. benefit, we feel better. So there's so, it's so important to care for ourselves. Absolutely. You could not have said it better. It was just like perfect. <laughs> All right. And thank you for those incredible tips. I did want to ask if you wouldn't mind sharing with us if someone has been listening to what you've been sharing and like, I would really like to talk with her or connect with her. Where can they find you? Um, Facebook, Instagram, website. Can you give us all of that? Yeah, I guess I didn't type in my last name at the bottom, but um, I am on Facebook and Instagram. Um, my name is Amanda Milliman. Um it's M-I-L and then lemon, lemon. <laughs> I didn't realize my last name had lemon in it until I was in high school. And she goes, did you know your last name has lemon in it? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh, but it's awesome. M-I-L and then lemon. So there you go. Amanda Milliman. Um, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And then I also have a website that's just um, www.amandamilliman.com. Okay. And if somebody was interested in checking out your course on self-love, for moms who have a child with special needs. Um, is that, is there like a link or is yeah, that on your website? Yeah, there's a link on my website. Yep. Yep. Okay, perfect. So they can send you a DM on Instagram or a message on Facebook or just go to your website. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you again so much for sharing. Yeah, so thank you for all you. that you do for special needs moms. I think you're doing an amazing job and I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm very passionate about, you know, just like you helping, you know, moms who have a child with special needs and we, we need that support. We need the encouragement. Like you said, it can feel very isolating or we can feel alone at times. And I just, I just think it's really nice that we can help each other support and encourage each other. So thank you for what you do too. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Alrighty, well, there you have it from the wonderful Amanda Milliman. And I hope you found her tips really helpful. I know I did. And it is something that can be really 
tempting to think, you know, well, I have to stay focused on my child or my children. I have to stay focused on my family, dinner, dishes, laundry, appointments. You know, we all have this long list of things that we feel we have to get done every single day. And yet it is so necessary that we slow down for a bit um, and we take time to do something for us, you know, be it a hot bath or just sitting down to read a book with a nice, you know, hot tea or something, a drink of your choice. You know, it doesn't have to be like a full day at the spa. Of course, that would be lovely too. But just understanding that, you know, we can take time for ourselves a little bit every single day, you know, even 10, 15 minutes um, and do whatever works for you. For me, because I'm such a big nature freak, I love to go outside. I love to breathe in the fresh air, you know, and pray to the Lord and thank him. I thank him for so many different things every single day because I really do, um, like Amanda mentioned, on the gratitude. I think gratitude is so, so key to us living a happy life. You know, if we stay focused on, you know, the things that aren't going well or things that we're stressed about or worried about, you know, that doesn't put us into a really good state of mind. And so I think it's important that every single day we also take time to focus, uh, whether it's in a gratitude journal or whether we're just, you know, praying uh, or just thinking in our thoughts of different things we're thankful for. So anyway, I do hope that you will incorporate some of these tips that she shared. And as always, I would love to hear from you. So if you are a parent of a child who has special needs, I would love to have you join my private Facebook group. It's a safe environment strictly for parents who have a child with special needs where you can get some encouragement and support from other parents who can relate to what you're going through. Now, the name of my private Facebook group is the same name of this podcast, which is called Special Needs Parenting SOS. Thank you, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.